came from outer space to fill the world with terror. What earthly power can stop this terror? That's the signpost up ahead. Your next stop. The from outer space. Go. <laughs> hey guys, it's a podcast from outer space once again. It's your fucking boy, Rob Scott. We got Adam Narlock in the house tonight. Hey guys, thanks for listening. And Ryan Scott, as always. Hell yes. And tonight, we got a special episode for you. We're going to be doing a little review tonight. Going to be hitting you with a lot of these little guys coming up soon. And tonight's topic is none other than the Avengers Infinity War. Yes, guys. Uh, So as Rob mentioned, tonight we are covering Avengers Infinity War. We figure... You know, it takes a lot of research going into episodes that we normally put out, so this is a way for us to, you know, keep throwing some content at you guys. Um, A movie as big as this, you know, deserves some dialogue from us, we feel. And um, here we go. You know, we've all finally seen it. Uh, Hopefully you guys have major spoilers ahead. This is your warning now. So uh, if you have not seen the movie... um, Definitely going to want to see that in theaters and then come back to this episode because we're just going to be giving our initial thoughts and, uh, you know, a review of what we thought of the movie. So um, what are we thinking, guys? Well, I just saw it last night. Very hyped up going into it and very depressed leaving the movie theater. Okay. Adam, how about you? Well, that seems to be a common theme between the two of you today, just being depressed about this movie. I'm hoping that's all that's getting you down. Well, no, it was more than the movie for me, but um, I, I, I honestly didn't think the movie was that depressing. I mean, yeah, it's very sad, but you, you knew going into it they were going to do this. You knew going in that half the people in, on the entire universe were going to disappear? Okay, think about it this way. You know... Well, A, from reading the comics that Thanos does the all-time snap. Classic. And B, you know this is 10 years of Marvel Cinematic Universe. They're not going to wrap that shit up in one movie. It oh, took no. The Hobbit three fucking movies <laughs> to get through that. Just three movies of people. Yeah. Even the trees walked in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Like they split the last Hobbit into three fucking movies, you know? So... You think Marvel's just going to sit back and say, oh, we're do- the Infinity War, that's going to be one movie. I mean, granted, it was uh, almost three hours long. Hey, they're going to milk that cash cow for all it's worth. I had a student come up to me today, larger fellow, not a lot of friends and stuff, but very funny, and I feel like you have to be. <laughs> it's funny. He said, hey, Mr. Adam, did you see the new Avengers movie? And I said, seen it. I lived it, man. I was in it. And he was like, oh, man, that's amazing. He said, you want to see my Thanos impression? And I was like, yeah, man. And he just snapped his fingers and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> man, that's an up-and-coming Chris Farley right there. There we go. It's like you've got on your hands. So initial thoughts, you know, of the movie. Depressing. Um, what about you, T-Bag? See, I feel like this is one of those, I mean, with any comic book movie, there's like, I can't think of the word right now, so you're going to have to edit this part out. But it's hard to fuck up this. Wow. The Thanos snap again. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to make this awkward silence disappear. It's hard to really fuck up this formula, man. Like, put a bunch of good guys together, let them beat up on bad guys, and, like, people are going to get there. You know, it's breads and circuses, like, back in the Roman times, man. People are going to enjoy this, so. and you Not know, in a bad way. I don't want to leave it as just depressing. It was probably the most badass of the Marvel movies I've seen. Yeah, I mean, I w- it's very epic, I think. But, I mean, 
They already killed Groot once. They gotta kill him again. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, Give the guy okay. A break. We can get to my theory on Groot a little later, but uh, <laughs> honestly, it, we'll run through the whole movie because first off, you know, I mean, I do think this was just a massively epic movie, like one that you don't see all that often. I mean, this is you know, it's uh, more than ten movies in the MCU like mm. coming together as one thing, and uh, I think it was like a giant scale of epicness. I mean, this had everything. This had action scenes. This had comedy. This had drama. I mean, I would say this movie was definitely a tearjerker. This is very true. Now, at more parts than one. And so, I mean, opening scene, boom, right off the bat, uh, you're in you're in the spaceship uh, with Ebony Maw and, you know, Thor, Loki. What did you guys think of this scene? Opening. Um, you know, this picks up basically right where Thor Ragnarok left off, which I actually saw. And I, I'm going to go on record saying, I think that's probably my favorite of the Thor movies. Ragnarok was? Yeah. Wow. I liked it. You know, I heard, I had a lot of bad things, thoughts going into it. Cause I heard, you know, it's trying way too hard to be funny, but I really didn't think that. And I thought it was fucking badass. I think it's definitely a bro flick, but it ties a lot of pieces together. So I, I get that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what'd you guys think of this opening scene? I mean, they kill Loki right off the bat in this movie. I liked how Loki, uh, hit him with that line. <laughs> We've got a Hulk. Remember <laughs> when, uh, yep. Iron Man did that to him back in the day? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that was good. Um, this, yeah. Right. I mean, killing them, killing Loki right off the bat like that. Fucking. I think that's more of this genius writing going into play because, um, you know, uh, DC cinematic universe haven't been able to do it as well as Marvel. And I think that's because I honestly just think Marvel has better writers. I mean, you've got all these movies and they're able to like pull little pieces from each one to make this giant epic movie of infinity wars and have it all follow a cohesive narrative, which I think is, you know, genius writing on part of Marvel studios. But yeah, I mean this opening scene, um, Loki is the bad guy we've seen in most Marvel movies. I mean, the Avengers, um, Thor, you know, he's the he's the villain of the Marvel flicks. And then now you've got, boom, Thanos, it just crushes him out with one choke. We definitely get to see how big of a badass Thanos is right at the start. Have we, we haven't dabbled in Marvel yet, right? No, no, sir. no yeah. I, I think we need to get a poll going, DC or Marvel. I'd love to hear what. Well, I think it's also consistency, man, because... Minus, in my opinion, Spider-Man. Marvel's been pretty consistent with their characters. Like, there's like 10 different Batmans. So mm. when they try to do Justice League, it's like, who's going to be the Batman? You know? Well, yeah, I mean, that's true, but... And they just put out um, Wonder Woman. That was like this past year, right? I heard that was right? good. I haven't seen it yet, though. I haven't either. Gal Gadot. Yeah, <laughs> we should probably get on that, do a DC one. But yeah, we definitely want to do, I mean, we're going to branch into a Marvel series and, and cover all of the, you know, phase one, phase two, phase three movies. Um, but I mean, Marvel really took comic book movies to like that, you know, million billion dollar scale um, because of the way they were able to tell the stories. I mean, you know, you do have bad Marvel movies. Like I thought the second Thor wasn't that great. Yeah. I wasn't a big fan. Dark world. I mean, it's just a lot of filler and like has to tie a lot together to make a movie like infinity war what it is. But 
as far as just like a movie, you know, not that great. But I mean, like I would put Guardians of the Galaxy up there as uh, probably one of the best comic book movies to ever come out. Mm. And I would say even like one of the better sci-fi movies to come out. I mean, that's basically the generations after us. That's like their Star Wars, you know, Hmm. like Guardians is just one of those fucking great movies. And, you know, I can sit there and watch Guardians like three times in a row. And the second one was really good. A lot of movies can uh, follow up with a good sequel. Usually, like, if the first movie is really good, second one usually sucks. Not in this case. Um, So, yeah, then, oh, the fight scene with Hulk. Right off the bat, I mean, they've got to have an opening fight scene. Fight scene with Hulk. This is the only time in the MCU where we see Hulk get straight up knocked out. Mm. I mean, like you were saying, it proves what a badass Thanos is. I mean, he just fucking knocks Hulk the fuck out, lays him out. <laughs> well, that other dude was also helping. I can't think of that guy's okay, name. Still, oh, Ebony seeing... Maw? Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, still, dude, like, Thanos punched him in the face and knocked him flat on <laughs> his ass, and he didn't really pop up the rest of the movie. And I think it's He like, didn't come out at all, dude. That's that what I'm saying. That kind of pissed me off. I wanted to see the Hulk in action. And again. I think that's he just... He was so tired from Ragnarok. <laughs> and he's saying, you know, fuck this. I ain't coming back out to get knocked out by Thanos again. <laughs> um, Bruce, uh, Bruce is going to have to use his wits to get out of this one. So... You know, right after that, then boom, Hulk, he fucking sends him flying. He crash lands and we we're, we get uh, Stephen Strange in New York and um, he's talking to Wong. You know, they've got a couple jokes in there. And then, uh, you know, he says, you know, hey, Thanos is coming. Boom. And then that's where we get cut to the scene with Tony Stark. And what'd you guys think of this scene the um interaction between stark and uh stephen strange exactly what you would expect from robert downey jr i mean it's honestly pretty realistic because i've always felt that i honestly i mean i love iron man now but when that movie first came out i was like man what a fucking douchebag (laughs) and that's pretty much what dr strange says to him he pretty much treats him like he is just a total douche yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the things that uh, Marvel is playing at is like... That's not what I'm getting at. Because, I mean, Iron Man is the movie that started off the MCU. And I think that's one of the reasons they kept him alive in Infinity War is because he, his arc, his character arc, you know, he goes from uh, egotistical to like uh, sacrificing himself when he's got the nuke um, in the other Avengers movie and you see uh, the evolution of his character, and I think that's going to play a big role in um, the next Avengers movie um, when I would assume they defeat Thanos. We can only hope. Well, just going back to defeating Thanos, spoiler alerts, (coughs) I I haven't read the comics, have you? I've read uh, some of Infinity Gauntlet, but I've never sat down and read the whole thing. It was a while ago. Well, apparently, like, the X-Men are supposed to come in, and Wolverine is, like, one of the few people that can actually defeat Thanos, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I mean, I think that would be badass if they did that. Um, I think it's just so... Because, I mean, now, with that Disney deal, they own Mm. X-Men rights and everything, so, you know, we could see that. Although, I did see, um, did you catch, it was towards the end, the Fantastic Four when he has one of the Infinity Stones and it has the Fantastic Four logo, I think they're going to have that play into the next one. Mm. Because, I mean, we never have seen a legit 
fantastic four movie those have been monumental flops in there's the past. two of them right yeah yeah it's not good it's <laughs> not good <laughs> so you know uh then after um the whole tony strange interaction we get the fight in the park with uh, ebony maw comes down with that other big dude, I can't remember his name, and uh, you know Tony Stark and Peter Parker, and he's like, "Yeah, we're trying to get get this necklace." He's trying to take a necklace from a wizard. I mean, this is where you really see uh, Ebony Maw's like true power. He's just fucking, you know, flicking this stuff around, throwing everything he's got at him, and uh, you know, Iron Man and Spider Man and even Strange are like struggling. I think uh, it was kind of cool, though, because I kind of expected Iron Man to be, like, the one who steps up and is, like, doing the most cause, since he's kind of the leader, you know? But it seemed like Doctor Strange has kind of set the tone for that one since he's chopping people's faces off, sending them to different dimensions and shit. I think it's a good pickup from Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Just jumping out the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we do see his uh, spider sense there. That's I think I don't think that's um, in Homecoming, but it is in this one. You see his you know his hairs raise up, and he sees the spaceship and Stan Lee's cameo. He's a bus driver. <laughs> Super early in the film, surprisingly. Yeah. Now, um, so after this scene, Stark and you know they get onto the spaceship. Uh, Stark goes on the spaceship to help uh, Stephen Strange and, you know, Peter Parker gets on there too. Um, then it cuts to, boom, Scotland. Well, let's go back to this outer space thing. And I hate to cut you off. Peter Parker goes up with Iron Man. He gets the new suit and everything and like the whole oh, yeah. time. And I understand this is a... Well, does that... Is that scene... Uh, that happens before we go to Scotland or no? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Then yeah, we will get into this because that suit was bad the fuck ass. Yeah, yeah. But like, it just terrified me because I was like, "Can this dude breathe in space?" And then I got to thinking, like, "Can spiders breathe in space?" And I just, I mean, I'm sure there's a movie in this, spiders in space. Now, what you're saying, you did research and spiders can, in fact, breathe in space. Well, I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. Like, that's what I was thinking during that scene. Like, oh, shit. No, I man. think a spider would die in space. Well, that's yeah. what I'm hoping, but Spider Man lived. So. Yeah, he but had he gave him that special suit. Yeah, he remember? gave him the special suit. And then he gets mad at him, and he's, it's like, dude, you gave him the fucking space suit, so you knew this was going to happen. Tell yeah, me. but he sends him back down. Tony, and- come on. You gave him the freaking suit. <laughs> what do you think he's going to do? Not go to space? He sends him back down with the parachute, but, you know, Parker stays on. And um, honestly, Peter Parker is quickly becoming one of my favorite characters. Um, his, his, his line in this, you guys ever seen that really old movie, Aliens? They do the plan exactly like in um, Civil War. When he says, you guys ever see that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? <laughs> and they're like, take down Ant-Man by the same way they take down the AT-AT. When they're on that ice planet uh, and the big walkie thing. They feet up and they yeah, trip like, him, remember? I feel yeah. like that's the director's way of putting in these subtle like nods to legendary uh, sci-fi mm. movies. And um, I think, you know, Peter Parker is like, I mean, he even has a line later in the movie with Footloose with Star-Lord. I was dying at that. Like, I actually laughed out loud in the theater when he's like, because uh, that's like Star-Lord's favorite movie. He references it yeah. in Guardians and stuff. And he's like, oh, is that still the greatest movie of all time? He's like, no, it never was. <laughs> you know? Sorry, I'm trying to look up something real quick. Uh, okay. Okay. 
That, that was just my thought the whole time. I was like, Jesus, if spiders can breathe in space, we're all fucked, man. And then they even had the, you know, they actually do take out Ebony Maw the same way in um, Aliens. Little fucking ode to aliens out there, the, you know? Then the little, like, think, maybe I'm overthinking. What happened? I don't remember now. <laughs> I thought he had, like, the little... Chestbuster? Yeah. Who? Maw. No, no, he just had like Ma, he was just like in space, like just like the queen when yeah, she gets sucked the whole, out of the what, shit. Why did they make the whole alien? Room? I don't remember anymore now. Yeah, remember he was like, "Please don't put eggs inside me." Please don't. <laughs> actually, yeah, this is actually something I want to talk about too because so guardians, you know, it's normal for them to be flying around in space and stuff. But in the Avengers, I mean, other than Thor. Especially Peter Parker, like they're not familiar with like going to other planets. Mm-hmm. And in this movie, it ties that together. And it's like his reaction to that is just like his first thought is alien. These guys <laughs> are going to like eat my face and lay eggs inside of me. And I think that was like really funny that they just added that in there, you know, because I mean, like even Tony Stark, you know, he's not in the Iron Man's, he's not like flying around to different planets right, and stuff. Right. Um, so Scotland, we get the intro of Scarlet Witch Vision. He's got the Mind Stone, and boom, Captain America, Steve Rogers intro. What do we think about this intro? Good to see old Steve and Scarlett Johansson popping back into the action. Mm. Yeah, and I like how they had Steve. I mean, he's coming out of the shadows. We haven't seen him since Civil War. Mm-hmm. Um, his suit, stealth black. It's not like in the old ones where he's got the straight up American flag. You know, he's like uh Black Star. Yeah, I think I was reading it's off of his character in the comics Nomad where he like uh, he's oh, like yeah. a hero without a country. Cuz I mean, yeah, the star is blacked out, but you see little tears and you see his old suit looks like underneath, but I mean, they got to go into hiding after Civil War though. Yeah, no helmet, he's got the long hair, the beard. And he's come he comes out of the shadows and he's just like, you know what? Ready to fuck these guys up. Boom, then you see Falcon come out too. I thought that was pretty sick because I was not expecting that. Yeah, now Falcon, actor, what's his name again? Is that the guy that played Silverstone? Famous Chad Jackson? (laughs) No, that's not not? the same guy. I I get them confused. Is he really? Yeah. You're fucking. I they know famous Ed Jackson. I'm pretty sure actually no, I'm did pass this away up. a couple of years I'm ago. Man. This up. Who plays Falcon? Uh, Lee Thompson Young. He was in Johnny Tsunami. No possible way. Sam Wilson. 2013, dude. Fuck. Okay. Well, so I was Mackey. Okay, I'm wrong. So that's okay. my bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So yeah, we get that out for that man. Yeah, oh, this guy went to UNC in the Juilliard School. Hmm. We get that uh, whole scene in there, that fight scene, badass. You know, they're trying to get the stone from Vision. And they go to, this is where, you know, they say, we got to go to Wakanda to keep Vision safe. Wakanda forever. Yes. Black Panther, (laughs) badass. Uh, I actually recently saw that one, too. I almost bought that shirt today, that Black Sabbath ripoff. (laughs) Now, uh... I mean, this isn't the first time in the movie, but this is where we see, like, you know, Vision is saying to Scarlet Witch, he's like, you know, just kill me. Just take me out. Like, just destroy this Mind Stone. Thanos never lays his hands on it. And Steve's, you know, he's hitting him with the famous, you know, we don't trade lives. And this plays into a big theme in this movie, which is, like, sacrifice. Obviously, Thanos, um, you know, he's 
saying, you know, I've fucking sacrificed a lot to get to where I am. And I think in that opening scene, it's really setting up, you know, with his whole speech, like, you know, you will know what it's like to lose, yada, 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 mm-hmm. in that opening scene. That's like sets up Thanos as the protagonist of this movie. Because in the end, obviously, he wins. He gets what he wants. He gets the snap. And, you know, he gets all the stones. And he's trying to, you know, he's saying, look, my my planet was destroyed by a population um, increase. And so I'm trying to wipe this out for the good of everyone, a utilitarian. That's what it was. I was thinking existentialism. But it's interesting that you refer to him as a protagonist because in his eyes, like, he feels like yeah. he's doing the right thing for everybody. Yeah. And, Whereas um, a normal human being is like, dude, that's fucked up. You're taking out. Yeah. You know? And then we see this on a smaller scale with Vision and Scarlet Witch. He's like, look, kill me. I'm one guy and you can save half the um, galaxy, you know? And she's like, no. And they're like, no, your life is not worth that. They're saying, we're going to do the right thing. We're going to keep you alive. Get the stone out of your head. That's They go to Wakanda to do that. Um, and then... Boom, we get to everybody's favorite, Guardians of the Galaxy. Ooh, Fucking yes, comes right in playing. Probably, so in all the Guardians movies, music is a big part. Oh, yeah. As soon as I heard that song, I was like, oh, about to see my boy Star-Lord. <laughs> yeah, Rubber Band Man. And that's really the only time they're playing a song like that in this film. That's true. I mean, in other Guardians well, movies... Because every other time you see the Guardians in the movie, they're fighting someone. Yeah, or they're separated. So, Guardians, you know, they res- respond to the distress call from the Asgardian ship where he just killed... Um, Thanos just killed Loki and everyone. Just got the Space Stone, if I'm not correct, right? That's the one he takes from Asgard? If you're not correct. If you're not correct. Am I right or am I wrong? <laughs> I'm not sure. Am I right or but, am I right? Uh, let's see. Yeah, Space Stone from the Tesseract. From Loki. Mm. Uh, okay. So if you're not correct. He's a little bitch. <laughs> just gave it to him, dude. Okay. And then, but he did try to kill him. Yeah. But he gave him the stone and then tried to kill him. Should have done it the other it way around. It was a ploy. All right. So then we get, boom, we get the intro with the guardians um, and they respond to the stress call. You know, they pick up Thor. And this is the first interaction with Thor. I mean, what do we think of this whole scene? This is like classic comedy when... Uh, <laughs> that was pretty funny, yeah, actually. Yeah, Star- <laughs> Star-Lord stopped touching his muscles and he does the voice. Like, this is how I talk, you know? Are you making your voice deeper? And the rabbit. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he's like, I like the rabbit. And him and, him and Rocket immediately bond. Yep. Going uh, to the place where they, you know, forge the giant weapons and stuff, the dwarves. Um, well, you know, Rocket's only going just for the weapons. So that's his whole thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's hilarious that he just bonds with Thor. Uh, who's it also- actually threw me off that that guy was um, homeboy from Game of Thrones. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, Tyrion. So they go, so they split up. Uh, Rocket and Thor go um, to, you know, the weapons planet where Tyrion is. The Dwarf Star. Yeah. And which was actually kind of cool that we get to see that because, you know, in all the other movies it's referred to like Thor saying that's where he got his hammer and stuff. But you don't really see it. Yeah. And then in this one you actually see him, you know, like holding the thing open for the star, like the power of the forge yeah it's fucking badass and um 
Then, you know, the rest of the Guardians, they go to nowhere to, you know, get the um, the stone that's in the collector's possession. Reality and, stone. Yep. And that is where we Should get... start really getting fucked up. That's where we get the Tobias um, Funke. Really? Yeah, that's where... So the, they go to the collector and... They've, if you look in one of the cases behind Gamora is a blue man with the mustache and the cutoff denim on. That's <laughs> and they actually also, so the Russo brothers, they also, the guys that directed this, they also, like, they got their start on a lot of Arrested Development episodes. So that was like their omen like a, to that. Ode to that. Yeah, nice. and even in Civil War, if you catch the airport fight scene, there's a Bluth Company, like, ladder truck there. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit you're right yeah which uh, is hilarious and um yeah i mean i didn't see it in in the movie when i was watching it but i i you know i read about it after so i'll definitely be looking for that when i go back to see it now this scene um on in nowhere with um you know uh peter gamora drax mantis this is when boom like gamora kills him instantly and this is after the whole heart felt like hey if if he catches me, if Thanos gets me, you've got to kill me. Mm. And Star-Lord's like, okay, I promise. And boom, she stabs him in the neck, and you think he's dead. And no, uh, I knew that shit was very cool. <laughs> well, yeah. And Peter Quill's even like, that was quick. And uh, boom, you know, he turns Drax into blocks, and he turns Mantis into, like, ribbons. And, you know, he's like, nope, this isn't reality, bitches. This is, <laughs> this is what I wanted you to see. And then... Peter Quill, he goes to fucking shoot Gamora, and boom, he turns his uh, his blaster into bubbles, and then he just fucking, boom, Rips escapes out of there. Yeah. Um, God, is he playing that? What happens after that, guys? That's when he takes her to that place where he has to murk her, right? There's something else, though, in between. Oh, yeah, so there's this is also where he showed, before they go um, to get the Soul Stone, it's where he shows um, they're on his ship and he's, you know, he's asking Gamora, hey, where's the soul stone? Where's the soul stone? And he shows her nebula and she's all torn apart and he's oh, like torturing yeah, yeah, yeah. her. And this is where... He accesses um, that file this, in her mind. Yeah. Remember in Guardians um, 2 when she's explaining to... Um, oh, what's the guy's name? It's the director's brother. And she's explaining, it's like Yondu's right hand man. She's explaining to him like, hey, every time Gamora would win, my father would replace a piece of me. This, we actually see that playing Mm -hmm. out. He's like, just got her in there, tortured, fucking strung up. And, uh, you know, she's like, look, this is all my fault. Like, this is the pain that was inflicted on her every time I wanted to win and be the better sibling, like in our upbringing. And you see that. And then, yeah, he goes into her mind and boom, plays it back, and this is the knowledge, I assume, she was telling Peter, this why you got to kill me, uh, because she knows where this stone is. Mm. And then, boom, they go, they travel to Vormir, and who's uh, blocking the soul, uh, soul stone? Boom, when I saw this, man, I was like, oh, shit, throwback to fucking Captain America, the first Avenger. I didn't even make this connection, dude. I, <laughs> yeah. I didn't even realize it. Yeah, Red Skull. I mean, well, it looks like the Grim Reaper at first. Yeah, Yeah, like I knew. Well, since they had it cloaked, I was like, okay, this is going to be some crazy shit. And then, boom, he takes off his hood and Red Skull. I mean, we haven't seen him since World War II when he tried to take the Tesseract and, boom, he got shot up to 
Vormir, mm. and that's where uh, he's been ever since. You know, guarding the Soul Stone, and you it's know, too he's, powerful for him. Yeah, and this is where he has his whole speech of like, you know, again, this goes back to the major theme of this movie, which is sacrifice. And he's like, you got to sacrifice um, what you love. And Gamora's like laughing at him, you know. She's like, you finally fucking you fucked up. You're you fucked, lose. you know, yeah. And then boom, nope. I mean, immediately when he said that, the line of you got to sacrifice something you lose, I was like, oh, She's here gone. we go yeah she gone and then boom he fucking throws her off and uh i mean that was first well i mean other than when she was telling peter to kill her that's like the first moment in this movie where you were like holy fuck you know dude is badass yeah and and it's really like a dramatic moment you know he kills her gets the stone and then boom you know um nebula She's fucking uh, escapes and goes back to Titan. And this is where we get the first interaction with the Guardians and Iron Man and Spider-Man. And they're, they're you're like fighting each other at first. And they're like, you guys are working for Thanos. He's like, Thanos, no. And we get that uh, comedic interaction between Star-Lord and Iron Man. Are you from Earth? I'm from Mississippi. <laughs> That's on Earth, dipshit. <laughs> um, I thought it was Missouri. Oh, yeah, it Missouri. is Missouri. Yeah, yeah, it is Missouri. You're right. Um, Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, we have that whole interaction. So then, you know, this is where we have the group fight against Thanos to try to get the gauntlet. Oh, man. Starler really fucked that one up. You think so? Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> Come on. 100%. You they, knew that was going to happen. They had the gauntlet off pretty much, dude. Yeah, but you knew that was going to happen. Oh, yeah. They could, yeah. Well, and yeah. Especially with him, with him killing Gamora, you knew that Star was going to find out. And then you also, I mean, I saw a lot of videos saying like, oh, it's all Star-Lord's fault that the fucking snap took place. You can really blame like a lot of them. I mean, Vision and fucking Scarlet Witch, they could have just, boom, destroyed the stone right there, mm -hmm. and he never would have got the Mind Stone, which is, the like, the biggest one in his gauntlet. He never would have got that if they just sacrificed Vision. And my whole thing with that was, I mean, granted, you know, it, we could play the what-if game all day. Vision is a goddamn computer program. <laughs> just... <laughs> Just fucking kill this guy already. You know what I'm saying? He's not even he a real guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Wasn't he a bad guy originally too in like one of the earlier films? Well, he's Age of Ultron. So he is uh, Jarvis combined with Ultron. You know, he's like gotcha, an amalgamation gotcha, gotcha. of kind of all of these guys in like a physical body. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And, uh, yeah, just put him in a different body. Yeah, you know, it's like, come on, guys. I mean, I guess that's what they're trying to do by taking him apart in Wakanda. Well, I like thought they were just stone taking the, the little connections to the stone out. Yeah, but it's like if they just rip it out, he's going to die. So Which they have happens to, anyways. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like That plays into the whole sacrifice theme where it's like if they had just Take one done that team. in the first place, then boom, he never would have got his hands on the stone. So, you know, we can't vilify Star-Lord right off the bat. But, well, I heard that the uh, Soul Stone is actually the most powerful of all the stones anyways. Well, yeah, that is probably true judging by the ending scene. Which well, we'll also, how he has to get it is pretty, pretty much the most fucked, fucked up, up way. way. Yeah. Um, so, 
yeah, as we were saying, Star-Lord just fucking punched him in the face. He snaps out of it. They almost have the thing off. I thought this scene was cool, though, how it's like a combined all their powers. And then when Mantis jumped on his head and like put him in the trance, mm. like I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, that's fucking awesome. It's like all of them working together. Like th- you don't really see this. And then it's um, crazy how she couldn't even put him to sleep, though. He was like still like only half asleep because he was still talking, you know? Yep. And this is also when Strange uses the time stone to view, uh, what does he say, like 14 million like possible oh, outcomes and like he's only one. Yeah, <laughs> only one that we went in. Um, so then, boom, you know. Man, he's a bitch too. <laughs> Dr. Strange just straight up, <laughs> the whole movie is talking about how he has to protect this. your stone. episode title, Dr. Strange is a bitch. <laughs> Well, we can't actually no, put bitch dude. in the title because iTunes will take it down. Oh. Well, we'll put a little asterisk in there for the eye. <laughs> I think they would catch on to that. But he wants a sucker. <laughs> he, from the fucking jump, is saying how he has to, oh, I got to protect the stone. Oh, I'm not going to protect you in Spider-Man. I'll rather protect the stone. And then, boom, he's like, oh. Spare his life. Here's the stone. All right, but think about that. What did he say in the beginning scene? He said, I'm not going to guarantee your life or the kid's life. Who doesn't make it out in the end? The kid. Not Stark, the kid. So possibly... Also very fucked up. Yeah. Very sad scene. Yeah, possibly that... I mean, he saw all these outcomes. Maybe that is the one in which they win. He had to give him the stone for him to come back and defeat him. Mm. Because, I mean, you know, we've got the fucking heavy hitters surviving. I mean, yeah, we lose some good ones, but um, the kid does die in the end, just like Strange said. So I wouldn't, again, think these Marvel writers are pretty smart. I wouldn't necessarily call Stephen Strange a bitch, but uh, he did, um, you know, he gave up the stone to save Iron Man's life. And this is when we get Thanos' whole, like, theory on hey you know overpopulation he uses the time stone or the reality stone or the time stone either one to show like what titan used to be and then you know this is where we start because like a stockholm syndrome you can start to yeah you can be like okay i see that like and i mean we are going through that at this point and earth fucking population is fucking booming you know we've got fucking famine poverty um um but yeah, you start okay, to see Adolf Hitler. Chill out. Well, yeah, I'm not saying. Whoa. Okay, Thanos is just it's random. Boom, snap, and half the population is gone. He's not vilifying the Jews over here. But yes, genocide is never the answer. Uh, <laughs> I'm not condoning his actions. I'm just saying, you know, in the fucking sense of the movie, you're like, hey. In his mind, he was doing the yeah, right thing. Yeah, in his he... mind, he's like. I mean, granted, it's a very fucked up way, but that is utilitarianism at its core. You know, you are stopping, you are sacrificing. It's, it's the, this whole movie is like the, uh, what's the trolley car thing? This whole movie is just essentially that thought experiment on like a giant scale. It's like you see a trolley car, you're the conductor of a trolley car, it's going to kill five people on the track. You have the opportunity to divert it and kill one person. What do you do? 
I mean, this whole movie is basically that thought experiment on different levels because, like, you've got the vision thing, you've got Thanos with Gamora, you've got Thanos himself in the whole big picture. But you know, man, even if they did Merc Vision before he got the stone, he still got all the other ones, so he's still going to be the most powerful person in the universe that we've seen so far. Yeah, but he can't just snap his fingers and boom, obliterate half the life. Yeah. He's got a problem. Yeah, but he already got the soul stone, so he can control people's souls. Well, that's, again, not obliterating half the life in the universe. <laughs> well, you know, I was also thinking about it. I think the soul stone is the, that's the only one that we haven't seen previously in a Marvel movie. Am I right? The soul stone? Yeah. Because mind stone, obviously, is in vision. The time, time stone Dr. is Strange. Doctor Strange. Power Stone is in Xandar, which we see in Guardians. And then also the Reality Stone is at least talked about because the Collector was trying to get it in the second Guardians. Well, they. uh, Was it Thor Ragnarok? In the end of Thor Ragnarok, they give it to him. They give it to the Collector Mm. because uh, it's in the end credit scene. Um, They drop it off to the Collector. They're like, look, Xandar's been destroyed. or shit, was it in Ragnarok or Dark World? Dark World. It's in one of the Thors. They, they give it to him in the end. Yeah. So I think, I mean, maybe you're right. I haven't seen the first Avenger in a, it's been a minute. But I don't think it's in there. Well, then why would Red Skull get sucked up and have to go? He do says that it in the spiel? damn movie. And what did he say? Look it up. that's what i'm honestly asking he says that he was trying to get the stones for himself and it was too powerful for him to have so he was banished the soul stone to protect one of the stones oh so he did it's it's ambiguous okay that's why that's why he's there and then that's why he tells him the whole story about like you have to sacrifice what you love to in order to be able to get this stone I need to go back and watch First Avenger. Yeah, I need to watch First Avenger. Okay, I did not realize that. I did not realize that. Did you realize that? So, boom, after the fight on Titan, this is when Thanos goes to fucking fuck shit up on Earth. (laughs) Um, So, you know, then we have this fucking epic fight battle scene in Wakanda. Now, this shit was fucking badass. Um, Again, another sacrifice, man, you know. With those alien dogs? Yeah, got to sacrifice the safety of Wakanda. What are those things called? Do we know? Oh, yeah. They're called... um, Fuck. (laughs) They're called... (laughs) Outriders. And where do those come from? That's Thanos' army. Mm. So... Titan? They're fighting those. And uh, we get fucking, you know, Bucky Barnes. One of my... Okay, up there with Rocket, Winter Soldier, that's probably one of my favorite Marvel movies. Really? Yeah. I fucking love the action in that movie. That shit is on the edge of your seat, and Winter Soldier is fucking badass. Bucky Barnes, you kidding me, dude? And in this battle scene is the fucking hilarious moment with Rocket and Bucky when he picks him up and, and is like <laughs> spinning him around to shoot, and he's like, I'll get that arm. <laughs> how much for the arm like i'm gonna get gun. yeah i'm gonna get that arm like that is fucking hilarious two of my favorite marvel characters interacting love that scene and you know we've got fucking better than when he gave thor the eye i Ooh. mean that was also good but uh 
this fucking whole battle scene. I mean, what did you guys think it is? This shit was fucking badass, right? Yeah. Probably the most badass. Uh it made me want to go back and actually watch Black Panther. Like I was definitely on the fence about it when it first came out. I was like, really? Like I don't really want to see this, but like Oh I, dude, badass. Man. Well, see, I was flying back from Indiana and someone was watching it right next to me and like I had Star Wars on my screen, but like I was listening to Star Wars but watching Black Panther and I was like Maybe I should just turn this on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's definitely badass. <laughs> At this point. Like, check it out. I mean, there is some moments in there that are just kind of like filler moments, whatever. But all all in all, like, it's a pretty badass movie. I, I liked it. And it does, I mean, that's one of the major ones. Like, Rob was asked to me what he should see before Infinity Wars. Uh, yeah, that was on the list. I would say, like, that is a major one because a lot of events in that. I mean, uh, I was reading um, one article that was saying, like, I mean, we were talking about Thanos. This is one where you can, they kind of paint it to where you can see it from his side. And Black Panther, the villain in that, is also one where you see it from like, okay, this could be a justified, like, bad guy, you know? I mean, that's not really evident in any of the other um, Marvel movies. Right, it's clear who the good is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so, you know, they've got this whole fucking scene and then, yeah, that's when, obviously, Thor, Rocket, and Groot arrive, and Thor's got his new fucking hammer, axe thing. And let me say, when they're on the fucking weapons planet with Tyrion, the fucking giant dwarf, and Groot fucking makes the handle out of his arm. That was pretty badass. Fucking badass. Now Another this sacrifice. Yes. And this plays into, I mean, granted, it's only an arm of Groot that will grow back. It's a nice gesture. But yeah. And he's a teenager, right, so he's right. like coming of See? age. But, uh, you know, he puts down the video game. But so obviously Groot fucking goes to dust in the end. But as we know from Guardians 1, Guardians 1 when if only a twig of him survives... That's a new Groot. Now, I think what Marvel did here was pretty genius in that... Tell me if you guys are following me on this. So, you've got Guardians 1, Groot. Big fucking well-received character. Everybody likes him. Baby Groot in 2, even more so. (laughs) Everybody fucking loves Baby Groot. So, boom. He cuts his arm to make the handle for Thor. He goes to dust. Do you think in the new one... Boom, they fucking break off a little twig of that handle and another baby, baby Groot. Groot. Maybe. Mm. Or to bring him back because such a good character, you know? Or Thor's just handle is Groot. <laughs> <laughs> He's growing in the handle. I'm Groot. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it says. <laughs> and uh, it talks to him. Yeah, this oh, this is also, you know. That was at, pretty cool, though, because that actually ends up probably being the most badass scene when like thor comes down just starts fucking oh yeah just throwing the, the axe around like a boomerang yeah. and then we've also got like you were saying hulk's not really evident in this movie but he's in the hulk buster armor mm. um banner yeah and then we've so then like obviously vision they're fucking coming after him and they're like no we gotta fucking kill vision again another fucking heartbreaking moment when mm. scarlet witch is there fucking destroying his mind and Boom, he goes, as soon as she destroys the stone, he goes fucking white. This is all, that's also in the comics. Um, I can't remember what his name is, but in the comics, he's like, when he loses the mind stone from his head, he's, 
he still survives, but he's just like no color. Yeah, yeah. And he's like basically just Ultron and Jarvis. But uh, then, boom, fucking Thanos arrives, starts fucking not snapping, but fucking everyone up. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, then boom, the fucking axe right in the fucking chest of Thanos. Now, what is that thing called again? Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker, yeah. Badass. Now that is also another another one you can blame there. Fucking Thor threw it in his chest so he could. Thor look him in the eyes when he kills him. You remember he said yep. that. He said, I'm gonna you're gonna die for that. I'm gonna look you in the eyes when I kill you. And what does Thanos say? He says Shoulda got the head. Shoulda gone for the head. I mean, boom, if Thor had thrown Stormbreaker right at his fucking neck, cut his head off, we're saved. But he fucking I mean, obviously he used the time stone to go fucking get the thing from vision, so it did his sacrifice didn't even matter. Plays in vain, man. Plays into that whole sacrifice thing. It doesn't even fucking matter. Well, in the end it doesn't really matter. <laughs> now boom. Okay. R.I.P. Come on. Why you gotta do that? Now <laughs> it's already depressing enough. You have to go drop in that. Now do you fucking guy alright, I'm in the what <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the movie theater. Do you believe the fucking balls on these Russo bros? I was I couldn't see the movie because their fucking balls were in the way. <laughs> Boom, fucking Thanos snaps. Everybody starts going, does the fucking balls on these guys, you fucking crazy bastards. Fucking Steve Rot, he's like, or fucking Thor is like, what the fuck did you do? And you see the fucking gauntlets all destroyed and fucked up. And it, boom, everybody, it, Bucky's the first one, right? Yeah. They, he's like, hey, boom, starts fading. And then boom, one by one, they all start fading. Peter Parker. Oh, wanna, oh my the most gosh, fucking heartbreaking scene. And what's he say? He's like, he's really, everybody else is like, oh shit. And they just start fading away. But Peter Parker, he's going up to Tony and he's like, I don't sir, like, yeah, Tony, sir, I don't, I don't I'm scared. Like, you know, that one was, man. And, and Tony, just a kid, you yeah, know? and Tony's sitting there like, "Fuck, you know, this is all my fault, and this is playing into his character arc that I think is going to be important in the next film." But you believe the fucking balls on these guys to do that? Hey, did uh, was it just me or when Thanos snapped his finger? Did half the people in your guys' theater disappear too? <laughs> no, they did True not. True story. Well, we were um, the only ones in the theater, so... Yeah, and I was not on acid um, <laughs> when I saw the movie. <laughs> no, but uh, seriously, man. I mean, Thanos fucking wins, and boom, he fucking snaps his fingers. Um, they all start fucking fading away, like we said, you know. And so, then this smug dickhead just sits down and opens a cold one at the end of the movie. Now... Looking out on his new kingdom. So we've got Stark... He survives, obviously. Even Strange fucking withers away, which is mind-blowing because he gave up the Time Stone, which a lot of people assume because this was the only way they could win, but he fucking fades away to dust. Because he's a bitch. <laughs> and, and, uh, so, we've, so we've still got some heavy hitters. you know. We've Benedict got, Cumber Bitch. <laughs> we've got some heavy hitters. There's we've the got, title for uh, the fucking episode. We've got Stark. We've got Nebula. Uh, who's, again, Thanos' other daughter, so she's close to him. Uh, we've got fucking Hulk. Um, most of the people from the Black Panther film, uh, you know, the That was crazy that he disappeared, but the, yeah, like, their main the warriors didn't. Yeah, yeah. and then we've got Rocket left. Um, fucking Cap is left. 
Uh, Thor. <sighs> and Thanos, he's fucking doing what he said. He's watching the sunrise on a on his new fucking universe, you know? And he, you see his armor's hung up. Now, that is a direct rip from the comics in Infinity Gauntlet. He does. It's like, uh, if you never read the comics, uh, Infinity Gauntlet is the main one they took this from. But uh, it's also like, I mean, they're, they're going to definitely put their own spin on it. Because it's not like, you know, if they didn't, then you could just go read the comics. <laughs> but uh, he had the power of the gauntlet. But... Um, I think, uh, you know, it was just too much for him to handle. And he ended up like retiring. And uh, Adam Warlock, the guy who they reference in the end of Guardians 2, I think, um, he is the one who eventually gets the gauntlet and like has the power of God and everything. Um, it's like a whole fucking narrative. If but, you Google my name, he comes up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's a god. Yeah. But so then, um, you know, I think it's is it right after the snap where he's transported and sees Gamora as a, as a kid again and she's like you yeah. know was it was it worth it and everything yeah so I mean what do you guys make of that he's obviously in Soul World he's in the Soul Stone because now that he has the Soul Stone he can like see everyone's souls he knows a little bit about everyone but he's obviously in this Soul World and Gamora is asking him like you know did you get what you wanted was it worth it so when he goes to Soul World. Is that right after Thor hits him in the chest with the hammer? And then he kind of comes out of it, and then he uses the time stone to go back and get the crystal, remember? No, 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 no. He used the time stone and got the crystal, then Thor hit him, then he snapped, and then he just fucking disappeared. And then I believe he was in Soul World talking with Homegirl, and then it showed him. Okay. And then it showed them all fading away. Then it showed, you know, the survivors. And then it showed him watching the fucking sunset on his little fucking hut on his farmland um, with his armor hung up. And then, boom, ending. Man, when those fucking credits ended, I mean, I went with Lexi, who's never fucking would watch a Marvel movie to save her life, except for Guardians. But she was like, even she was like, Dan, that shit was fucking crazy. And like, they're just going to end it like that. But uh, crazy for that one, Thanos. Yeah. So, I mean, what do we make of this whole, their whole fucking message, their whole fucking, and what do you think is going to happen in the, in the new Avengers? Considering that I'm pretty sure. There's going to be another Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. I know there's going to be another Guardians for sure. I heard that there's rumors of a Black Panther 2 and a... Well, definitely there's going to be a Black Panther 2. That's the second hi- highest grossing behind this one. So I feel like somehow they got to defeat Thanos, use the time crystal to go back and actually defeat him. That's what I'm saying. They lose out on too many characters and not but, somehow bring them back. Yeah. Yeah. But, 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 but... With the timeline that they've established, but, the, but, those but. sequels don't necessarily have to take place after Infinity War. That's true. You go back. They could even be prequels. That's true. Uh, I heard a lot of Black Panther, the new one, is going to be, I think, more exploring like how he became Black Panther. Mm, okay. uh, and even Spider-Man could, doesn't necessarily have to take place after Infinity War. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely. Well, it's just kind of weird to do it after though you know what i mean well what marvel has said about this one i mean they've 
they've been hinting at this through all their movies is that like this is the culmination of everything like there's not gonna be i mean what are they gonna have after this you know i mean granted they do have a few other movies but uh i think um guardians 3 is gonna be mostly about like rocket um and Mm. like his story so it i mean it necessarily doesn't even have to have star lord in it you know it could just be rocket and and maybe another groot um and maybe even fucking thor's in there maybe now it's like rocket thor and groot fucking (laughs) palling around uh i mean i'd fucking pay to see that then also boom post credit scene with nick fury Captain um, Marvel. Yeah, they are fucking paging Captain Marvel. Boom. When that fucking came up, I was like, man, I cannot fucking wait for that one. Captain Marvel's like one of the most powerful um, in the whole universe. Yeah, superheroes in the Marvel uh universe. And we should have called her first. Yeah, with Brie <laughs> with Brie Larson. Well, apparently they're gonna do the movie now set in like the eighties or nineties. The and then it's yeah, and then it's gonna be leading into the newest Avengers one, which man Cannot fucking wait for that shit. So overall, liked the movie? Loved it. Loved it. Probably the most badass superhero movie I've ever the fuck seen. I mean, we'll definitely probably do a full, like, devoted episode to this in our Avengers series when we get into Marvel, but already gross fucking $1.7 billion at the box <sighs> office. Highest Marvel movie just behind Black Panther and um i think it's like like two three weeks yeah and i think it's like the fifth highest of all time i hope it beats avatar (laughs) (laughs) i hope it beats it already has oh good well what's the other one i the stupid ass star wars um (laughs) this guy's still mad about the last jedi force awakens Awakens, it beat force awakens but it uh hasn't beat i don't think uh, hater Titanic, Gone with the Wind, or Avatar, and I think there's another one in there, but I can't remember. Well, it's on the way. Boom, there you have it. That's what we thought of it. Fucking epic movie. Um, Great performance by all the fucking cast. Mm -hmm. Um, Great fucking mix of action, drama, comedy. I mean, this has everything in there. Um, And if you haven't seen it, I'm surprised you're still listening to this. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, go... Go check it out. It's always good to see brothers succeed, you know. Shout oh, out to definitely. the Russo brothers. Shout out oh, to yeah, the yeah. Uh, Stranger Things brothers. Shout out to the brothers doing the this Duffer podcast. So, <laughs> yeah. You know? So, yeah, check it out. And I uh, hope you guys like this episode. Like I said, we're going to be doing uh, more, you know, movie reviews as they come out. I think next one will probably be Solo. Ooh, um, that's coming out that. at the end of the month. Yeah, it'd be badass. Um, so stay tuned for that and we will be back next week with another regular episode for you guys um back on it so as long as rob gets the outline done yeah oh it's getting done boys don't you worry about that so stay tuned for that uh thanks for listening so long and thanks for all the fish just in the